The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. start the uh, uh, meeting of the city council of Lakeshore Village on today, Monday, August 15th. I would ask for the clerk to do roll call, please. Roll Mayor Garrett. Present. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor. Present. Council Member Jennings. Present. Council Member Canez. Council Member Miller. Here. Madam Mayor, you have a quorum. Thank you. And I invite everyone that's on Zoom and in the audience to stand to say the Pledge of Allegiance. To the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. So before the approval of the agenda, I ask for a motion to excuse uh, Councilwoman Barb Kinez. I'll make a motion to excuse uh, Councilwoman Kinez. Second. It's been moved and seconded. We can just have a roll call on that, please. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor? Yes. Councilmember Jennings? Yes. Councilmember Miller? Yes. Motion carries. Thank you. And also, before we go into the approval of agenda, I know that tonight is, um, I think it's been five years since I've seen this room this crowded. But just um, in due respect for everyone that's in here, is that once we go through uh, all of the comments, all of the item actions, that we can all just be respectful of each other and keeping comments down to a minimal in the audience. And um, that's just about it. So that's all I have. Thank you. I think I'm going to go through the agenda. Second. It's moved, uh, moved and seconded. Is there any discussion? Hearing none, roll call, please. Council Member Jennings. Yes. Council Member Miller. Yes. Mayor Garrett. Yes. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor. Yes. Motion carried. Thank you. And now we come to the part of the public comments for items on the agenda that are on the agenda. You're limited to three minutes um, and we're gonna stick to it uh, very to the T. So if there's anybody that would like to say anything about something that is on the agenda, please either come to a microphone or raise your hand in Zoom. <clears throat> And this is for the things that's on the agenda. Get the, um, actually get the one closer to the front. Yeah, that's the, that's the study session agenda. You can just state your name. We don't have to state your address unless you just want to. My name is Jason Hammond. I'm a Lathrop Village resident. I noticed that there's proclamation for Mark Petrowski on this agenda. And uh, I just want to say how much I've appreciated his leadership. While I've been on the Planning Commission, uh, I, he's taught me a lot. Um, I really, really enjoyed working with him, and I'm sad to see him go. But uh, his contributions to the city have been great. And I just want to add my comment to uh, what the City Council is going to offer to him today. Thank you. Is there anyone else that would like to uh, speak for anything that's on the agenda? Anyone that would like to speak? Anyone? Okay, so we'll be moving on to the special proclamation. 
And this is a proclamation from Mark Piotrowski. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole uh, proclamation, but I will try to take and do both. So uh, it is a proclamation for Mark Piotrowski. I know I might be messing that up. Is whereas we are here today to express our appreciation to Planning Commission Chair Mark Piotrowski and to honor him for his distinguished service for the City of Labor Village Planning Commission. Um, and then I'm going to just jump down and say, now, therefore, be it resolved, I, Michael Garrett, Mayor of the City of Lathrop Village, on behalf of the citizens of the City of Lathrop Village, do hereby present this proclamation in honor of Mark Piotrowski with sincere gratitude for his commitment to our community. And we will enter this with the seal of the City of Lathrop Village on this day, 15th day of August, 2022. And I believe we still have to accept it. No, I don't think they have to accept it. Yeah, I, I just want to add the comment. I, I've served with Mark for the last five years on the Planning Commission. As, as Jason had said, his his, uh, his leadership and and his knowledge is second to none, and uh, uh, his demeanor on the Planning Commission has been great. He's just he's just been a great leader uh, and a great chair of the the Planning Commission, and I think we all owe him a debt of gratitude. So I just want to say thanks to Mark. I second that. I also would like to thank Mark Piotrowski for his service to our city. Um, I served with him on the planning commission for five years. He was always professional, dedicated, and committed to our community, and he definitely will be missed. Thank you. Next on the agenda is the consent agenda. agenda. Let's see. All items listed under consent agenda are considered to be routine and non-controversial by the city council and will be approved by one motion. There will be no separate discussion. If a discussion is desired, that item will be removed from the consent agenda and discussed separately immediately after consent agenda approval in its normal sequence on the regular agenda. Do I have a motion to accept the consent agenda? I'll make a motion to approve the consent agenda. Second. Oh. Okay, we got to do the. Okay, start all over. Yes, thank you. Go ahead. So you did the first. You have a second. And now, what was the discussion you want to pull? We'd like to pull the. So it has to be re. Um, re done. Yeah. So I'll make a motion to approve the consent agenda. Uh, pulling item D, uh, July 2022 disbursement report for separate discussion. Second. Second. It's been moved and second. Uh, any further discussion? So, actually, yes, the, the discussion comes now. No, there's no discussion on a consent agenda. Okay. So, there's a motion, a second, and then uh, roll call. Yes. Council Member Miller? Yes. Mayor Garrett? Yes. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor. Yes. Council Member Jennings. Yes. Motion carried. Thank you. Moving to uh, item D. Page 38, please. I have some questions um, on the attorney bill. Um, there are a couple of things on page 38, draft notice and public hearing on special land use for 27701 Southfield Road. 
uh, draft special land use resolution for 18411 West 12 Mile Road, transmit saying to city. Um, page 39, there's a review correspondence from project manager Reed Panera PUD, uh, multiple charges for that. Um, and then I, I've noticed on the bills there is a lot of time spent reviewing and responding to correspondence from attorney for cannabis business inquiring about city ordinances. Um, and I was just wondering, are these charges um, billed back to the people who are applying for these things or uh, to Panera Bread or how, how does that work? So currently we don't have a pass through for our project reimbursement. It, it is something that actually we uh, discussing it with uh, Ms. Steck today about doing that, especially with uh, some of these bigger projects that we have that are in incurring additional costs, not only from my office, but from the planner's office. Uh, so that is something that we, um, we did start a discussion about it today and we will probably pursue that, especially in light of the uh, time that's been spent on that, that PUD project. We're talking, I mean, one of them was $585. And so, um, you know, it does, it does add up. And this is just one month. So um, I'd like to um, see that look down. Thank you. That's all. Make a motion for accepting that Z for the July 2022 disbursement report. I'll make a motion to accept the July 2022 disbursement report. Support. It's been moved and seconded. Is there any further discussion? Hearing none, roll call, please. Mayor Garrett. Yes. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor. Yes. Councilmember Jennings. Yes. Councilmember Miller. Yes. Motion carried. Thank you. Now we're moving on to the action request for consideration and approval. The first one up is the House in the Woods offer. Okay, there is an offer that has been submitted for the House in the Woods property. Um, it is in the amount of $100,000 cash offer. Uh, Mr. Rood is here to discuss that with council if they wish to ask questions. Uh, my suggestion to council would be not to discuss a price point, but to determine whether the price offered is uh, what you're willing to accept or you wish to see something different and have them uh, either come back with another offer, but do not mention any price point. Good evening, John Rue with Keller Williams Realty. Uh, yes, uh, I have uh, reviewed this or presented this to the city administrator. We do have an offer of $100,000 cash on a property. Uh, we're here to see if council is willing to accept this offer or if there's something that could be worked out. It is an initial offer. It's cash, it has provided proof of funds. Uh, there is an amendment on there. That I don't think I sent that to the city manager because I didn't have it at the time. The amendment is subject to getting a survey uh, also to do a, an assessment of the property and make sure it's not a toxic waste site. Uh, also, uh, they are taking it as is, uh, and it is subject to getting some splits because they plan on building more than one house. And of course, it is subject to any approval by the building department and or city council. If anyone has any questions, I'll be more than happy to try to answer them. Is it the builder or is it an individual? It's an individual. 
So individual uh, that wants to buy the property, they plan on building two or three houses. So this is what they said. And uh, it is for, uh, you know, so these are two or three separate properties. They're not a three-unit property or a two-unit property. These are separate properties. And uh, it's a family that plans on building them and the family members are gonna be moving into this house. So for personal use. Pardon me? For personal use, not selling them or whatever. That's correct, yes. Yeah, for their own use, not to be sold. At least that's what's been indicated to me by the other agents. This isn't a co-op offer. It is uh, another agent from Adobe Real Estate in Birmingham uh, that has uh, presented the offer. Pat, did you think I mean, we just we just got this just a few minutes ago? Did you say you saw something? Like, yeah, just uh, <laughs> quickly in there. You're already gaveling me down. No, I'm I'm gonna start. This is why you get nothing in your city attorney reports. Yeah, but uh, didn't you say you contingent? Oh, here it is. Contingent upon the the buyer's site plan being approved. Yeah, that there was a contingency in here that uh, it was subject to the buyer's site plan approval, which they wouldn't be submitting until after yeah, the offer was accepted. Any type of site plan approval, uh, and okay. I've informed the uh, other agents that any type, any offer is approval of the city. Well, it just the just the timing of that. I mean, they're in, indicating that they wouldn't submit it until 30 days after the offer is accepted. But how would the city uh, accept it? to them that any site plan has to be submitted with forthwith as soon as possible. Uh, step one is to see if city will accept their offer. Number one. Step two is for them to submit a site plan within a certain amount of days. And of course, anything we write up is subject to uh, review by our city attorney. Thank you. If deemed necessary by council and city. Yeah. We have a realtor on here. What would you any thoughts on there? I mean, it's just that, that I, I like the idea that it's personal, can be used for personal property. The, the uh, agreement is standard. I mean, there's not anything in here that is out of the ordinary or would cause red flags or anything like that. It's just, the, you know, is the price acceptable? Right. That's, that's the only thing that I. So we we have we currently have what about ninety thousand dollars in costs under this at least yeah yeah at least probably and again bear in mind uh, the mantra that I've had since we listed this property is to clean clean up the brush uh, on that property this party is willing to take it as is so do you think that that's something that we should counter or I mean, I guess in the long run, we'll increase our tax base. Um, they're taking it as is. We have to think about that. It does, it does cover the cost that we, that we put into it. Just the question is, is whether or not we're leaving money on the table. Can you put an option back in there that if they don't build within a certain amount of time, that the city can refund that money back to them and the city still owns it? Um, or they would pay tax on it um, as opposed to it sitting vacant as it is right now and there is no tax on it, um, but it's just vacant property. So um, it doesn't really increase the value significantly tax dollar wise. 
Um, but is there an, an ability to put that provision in there? Uh, do we want it back? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the question. You know, if you're concerned about somebody buying it and just leaving it empty, um, you know, that, that would be the concern. You'd like to see it developed. Um, so that it does have a tax base that is uh, created from that. That's the end goal. Um, but that's just another discussion point for council to consider. If I, if I could add something we do or should have in there that we have to provide a site plan within a certain, specified within a certain period of time, 30 days, 15 days. Uh, if they have a site plan, that means there's a little more Serious seriousness on the part of the purchaser, uh, number one, and maybe at that time you say, okay, this must be completed within or started within a certain period of time. Granted, it's not beneficial to the city to have a property sitting there vacant and we can have taxes on it, or maybe somebody else would be interested in building something. But again, it would be subject to getting a site plan approval within a certain period of time. 30 days, 15 days, wherever council decides, number one. Number two, that gives a little more seriousness on the part of the purchaser. I don't think these people want to just have a vacant piece of property say I own the mansion property right off the top of my head. But at the same time, uh, I can understand the city's point of view that they want development there and not just to be sitting vacant. Yeah, yeah we can, I mean, the. An approved site plan may have two years on an approved site plan, right? So we couldn't could we still limit that beyond that, or isn't that the no? I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend limiting it beyond what's already in the ordinance. There, it, we currently do have limitations that if it's if the site once the site plan has been approved, and these are I apologize, it's like very cloudy. I, I know. This, so, <laughs> yeah. uh, I could barely make out. You get clip on these things. Uh, but no, it, it, I wouldn't recommend limiting it further than what's already in the ordinance. We we do have provisions in there that. The, the approvals of the site plan expire if construction hasn't commenced within a certain period of time. Uh, you know, my only concern would be that if, I guess uh, to what uh, John is saying, um, the site plan, if it's not approved or whatever their their visions for this property are, then that would provide them with a mechanism to back out of this agreement. That, that would be my concern. And I think um, hammering that down and having a better understanding of what um, they're envisioning it's crucial if the site plan is not approved that's every possibility if the site plan is not approved then you know they are entitled to either submit another site plan or with revisions or they can say look we just can't do this they can back out of the transaction and their deposit is refunded you know that it's usually how any any vacant property works that way almost every builder knows that there's going to be approvals, permits, and whatnot that have to be obtained. That's that's not something that's unique to Lakeville. That's all over Southeast Michigan easily. So I, I think the decision that has been made to this evening is if you're willing to accept this price, number one. Uh, number two, counter it to a price that would be acceptable. And then, at, you know, again, subject to having the city attorney review this and getting the proper verbiage on the land on the contract, uh, then we determine, then we go from there as far as getting a site plan approval. Yeah, I know just me, in my own personal life, I never take the first offer. So, I mean, uh, again, I mean, Karen, you're the realtor. So, I mean, I, 
I, I'm just you know you've got more experience with this than than, than, well, than we do. I mean, do you think what do you, do you think we should counter? Or? I mean, I'm disappointed that it's this low. Right, I mean, exactly. Two hundred fifty thousand. So it's yeah. kind of you know that's a that's a big loss. Well, no, we we listed it at 150, 150. 150. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, we worked it down to 115. Right. Right. Okay. It wasn't always it was 199 before. That. Yeah, it was 190 before that. So it's <laughs> listed at 150. I think we started at 250 with that first agent. Oh, maybe. The offer started. Well, John started. The previous broker was 250,000. Yeah. And we brought it down to 190. Yes. Uh, that was back in January. And then we dropped it uh, a month and a half, well, about two months ago now. Down to uh, 150. Uh, this is the first offer that we've received, written offer. Um, you know, that's about where we're at. And if we, if any offer is accepted, whether it's countered this evening or whether you accept this offer, it will be put on the market accepting backup offers. Uh, you never know what's going to come through as far as what they want to have there. They're speaking about building a 2,200 square foot house. So I, I know that that's within the limits of, you know, within what, what the city would want. Uh, what else they want to do to the property is speculative. Anything I see is speculative on my part. Well, personally, I think that it should be a, a counter. I just yeah. don't know what that looks like. My suggestion, again, not putting a price point right. out there is to, you know, if, if there's true sincerity in the offer that the price they have offered is not acceptable and they need to come back with a different offer. That would be my suggestion. That way you don't tip your hat of what you're, right. you know, you, you, we've got it listed at 150. So that is the price we're hoping to get. Um, beyond that, just don't mention a price point and have them come back with another offer. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that idea. Highest and best. Okay. Let's come. We all agree. Come back with yeah. an all. Yep. A counter. Uh, okay. Also, I have a quick note on the the document. They have it checked off as a village or a city. Just oh, okay. Yeah. Make sure they fix that. Thank you. That's a common mistake. Well, that's why I, like I found village. it. <laughs> I know. I understand. <laughs> I'll make a motion to reject the current offer and request a uh, a, a new offer, preferably higher, um, from the uh, from Doby and their clients. Second. It's been moved and second. Is there any further uh, discussion? Hearing none. Roll call, please. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor. Yes. Councilmember Jennings. Yes. Councilmember Miller. Yes. Mayor Garrett. Yes. Motion passed. Thank you. Next action item is thank you. Thank you, John. Is the MML liability and property pool renewal? Okay, MML is our Michigan Municipal League uh, Meadowbrook liability property or in property pool renewal proposal. Um, this is our insurance coverage that we have for all of our our buildings, our equipment, uh, everything that we own, operate, um, and our insurance. Uh, will be effective September 1st, 2022 um, with the new coverage or the, the proposal, the renewal. And uh, the new proposed price is $91,110, uh, which last year was $88,437. So it's an increase of about 3%. However, um, 
we do get a uh, dividend that is returned to us. The MML uh, liability and property pool voted to return dividends to their customers. Um, so our dividend, once we pay our, our insurance proper uh, renewal is $8,845. Last year, it was 5,000 something. So this covers, uh, more than covers the increase. So staff's suggestion is to uh, approve the renewal of this proposal. Thank you. Need a motion? Motion to approve the renewal of the MML liability property pool renewal proposal at the annual rate of $91,110 effective September 1st, 2022 and authorize the mayor and or city administrator to sign the related documents. Second. It's been moved and seconded. Is there any discussion? Hearing none, roll call, please. Councilmember Jennings? Yes. Councilmember Miller? Yes. Mayor Garrett? Yes. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor? Yes. Motion carried. Thank you. Next up, we have the Plant Moran audit engagement letter. All right, our audit engagement letter. Um, we entered into a contract with Plant Moran for a five-year uh, engagement um, for doing our professional auditing services last year on April 20th. Um, Plant Moran has submitted their engagement letter uh, detailing their scope of services, timing of services, and fees and payments uh, for uh, such services. Uh, their uh, audit letter, their engagement letter this year uh, is estimated at 40,000 and does not include any accounting services that may be required uh, for the completion of the audit, um, anything in addition to that. So um, the, we've already contracted with them. Um, this, uh, we just got the engagement letter at the end of June. Um, it's something that had to be into effect and uh, Pam has already signed this because our audit is actually taking place this week. Um, but this is just for council to sign off on this going forward um, as it is part of our contract. Uh, each year we get an engagement letter from them authorizing them to start uh, the audit services. So this is just follow through with that. Okay, need a motion. Make a motion to approve the audit engagement letter from Plant Moran for professional audit auditing services in the amount of $40,000 and authorize the mayor and city and or city administrator to sign any related documents. Second. It's been moved and second. Is there any further discussion? The one thing I'll say is that uh, when we went out to RFP uh, a year ago in April, um, Plant Moran was our existing uh, auditor and uh, the, the award of the contract was actually at a lower rate. So uh, the RFP proposal or the RFP process actually got them to, to lower their rate. So save the city some money, so. Thank you, anyone else? Hearing none, roll call, please. Councilmember Miller? Yes. Mayor Garrett? Yes. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor? Yes. Councilmember Jennings? Yes. Motion carried. Thank you. Um, city Administrator Report. Uh, we've had a lot of stuff going on here at the city. Um, we've been moving along with our sidewalk projects. We've been moving along with our road projects. Um, if you notice the road, just I get my directions. That's the road out there. So this road over here, um, California. California. Learning Street over here there still. Too. Yeah, it circles around, doesn't it? It's trying to confuse me. Um, but uh, they just tore this up within the last week over here. Um, and that is part of the project that will be uh, taken care of. 
uh, working to get our um, lead and copper um, randomized tests done uh, to show where uh, we may or may not have copper or lead or copper lines out there. So uh, Eagle has asked us, um, there's a formula that they use to complete a randomization of homes that they will select to go in and dig up a portion so that they can visually see uh, the service line that runs from the water main to the house. And um, that is underway. Uh, we've had a few people that have asked to be excluded from that project, but it is very difficult to get excluded and meet Eagle's criteria on that unless you meet their criteria. We can't just call in and say, so-and-so at house such and such doesn't want you to come into their yard and do that. They, they won't listen to that. If there's a tree in the way, um, if, if something is preventing that work from happening, then they're more open to hear that. But otherwise, they don't just allow the city to change people who have been placed on that randomized list. Um, if it was up to the city, we would try to work with that. But Eagle kind of pulls the strings on that. Um, I do want to report that we have hired a deputy treasurer, and she will start on the 29th of this month. So uh, there will be some work to get her onboarded and a little bit of training done there. But hopefully we can give our current treasurer, and I don't know how much of the community realizes this, um, Pam has been working 12-hour days nonstop, seven days a week, basically, um, and I, I have to get after her even to eat um, during the day. She's just swamped doing all of the duties because we have not had a deputy treasurer in that position for so long. Um, so that will be something that will also help us meet our audit goals and uh, have some segregation of those duties so she's not doing everything. And I, I just think she's been doing a phenomenal job for the city. So if you have not told her you appreciate the work she's doing, please do so tonight. She is in the yellow in our audience there tonight, uh, in case you don't know who Pam is. Uh, but I, I do want to say that it is great to have um, uh, somebody coming on new to us, and uh, we'll also be working to replace our code enforcement position. So if you know of anybody that might be interested in that position, please let me know. We'll be posting that soon. And um, that's that's it basically. And my dog is doing okay. So that's good. Life is good now. Good. Um, city attorney. You got that gavel? Nothing for me. <laughs> okay. Report the boards, commissions, and committees. We have um, the July minutes for Sakwa and the July minutes for Sakura. Um, just nice meetings to go to. Um, these were from July. Um, I did get to go to the August meetings and um, Karen also came to the SACWA meeting um, and uh, it was just nice representation to have there um, to be able to go through what they're um, detailing uh, different things. For those of you that are not aware what SACWA is, do anybody know what SACWA means out there? <laughs> SACWA is Southeastern Oakland County water authority so those are the people that you uh, pay your bills well we you pay them to this i'm still new here i'm still learning yeah. how this all gets funded out but they provide us with our water um, that we we drink in the sewer that goes away and then sacra is the southeastern oakland county refuse and recycling authority or recycling and refuse authority something like that but they're the ones that come and pick up your trash pick up your your grass your uh, leaves your tree branches that kind of stuff so uh, those are meetings that um, uh, there's 
uh, many communities that are involved in that and, and we pay into that. And I encourage you, uh, this is posted out on the website. You can also go to their websites and read any of the, um, the minutes that are out there, but those are their core councils enjoyment to read. Why, thank you. I have a couple boards. I'm not, I'm not listed there, but I've got updates. Um, there's a uh, infrastructure meeting this Wednesday um, at uh, 6.30 in the community room downstairs. So anybody who is interested in attending that, we ask you to, to, to please come by. Um, and then the planning commission at our last meeting, um, we approved the site plan for Panera Bread uh, with a variety of, of conditions on them. Um, so their, their loading area um, won't, won't stray from the, the schedule of the current operations. Um, their dumpster pickup time will also not stray from the, the, the current uh, operations, but we did ask for uh, a taller screen on the dumpster, uh, so more landscaping and more screening. Uh, the parking lot needs to be uh, striped and sealed such that it looks like one complete, uh, one complete uh, coherent unit. Um, irrigation is required on site for landscaping. Um, they will be uh, creating a uh, gathering area on the north northeast corner of the property uh, with benches and uh, concrete concrete pad kind of a gathering area. And we did ask that they. Uh, a single purpose trash receptacle, permanent uh, trash receptacle be put there as well as the uh, concrete slab to not just be a concrete slab, but to, to be some type of decorative concrete or uh, stamped concrete. Um, the lighting plan needs to be consistent with the site plan and compliant with the ordinance. And then the other, I guess the, the, the major thing that we as the planning commission did, um, so, th so this is being developed as a planned unit development and a planned unit development, and Scott, keep me honest here, um, is basically a, a concept where some of the zoning ordinances can be slightly relaxed in return for a community benefit from the uh, developer, uh, something that benefits the entire community. And, and we felt as the planning commission that the <laughs> community benefit that was being offered was a little bit light um, relative to um, you know, the, the laxing of some of these, these uh, uh, zoning ordinances. And so we asked for a uh, a stronger, um, larger uh, community uh, benefit. And we strongly suggested uh, a bus enclosure for uh, the bus stop that is outside of Panera. It's kind of a win-win-win situation for everybody. It's a win for the city because we get another uh, enclosure for the people who use the, the bus system. Their employees you know, have an enclosure for when they're coming to and from work, and then they get more business because while people are waiting there, they can go in and get something to drink or get something to eat. So. Um, the motion that was accepted directed the city attorney to um, uh, work on that as part of the development agreement that's required under the, the, the PUD process. Uh, and then lastly, there are a lot of things, uh, but lastly uh, was the um, uh, bunch of little things. The monument sign uh, is still, uh, they can still use that if it's on the corner if they want. Thought that was my wife. That's my wife's ringtone. <laughs> I knew I silenced my phone. Um, and then uh, they, they typically have uh, their, their logo painted on the on the side of the building, that, and this was going to be on the side of the building that faces the the neighborhood. So we asked them not to do that. And they agreed. Uh, no drive-through signs on the west west elevation, and the lighted signs go off except for the ones on South Hill Road. So those are all uh, things that were were put into the uh, site plan that was approved uh, for Panera Bread. Miss anything, Scott? 
No, I'll just add to that that we do have a meeting scheduled for Wednesday morning with them to kind of uh, finalize that development agreement. Yeah, Seth. Uh, yep, yeah, that's that's it. Yeah. Okay. Um, any unfinished new business? Mm -hmm. Oh, for commission. I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, I just wanted to report on the Southgate Public Schools millage. Um, there was some questions and conversations about uh, the fact that I didn't share information, but there wasn't information to share. Um, they will be putting a millage proposal on the ballot in November. Um, uh, July 16th, I had a conversation with two of the board members, and at that point, they were still developing their plan. And then on August 2nd, I spoke with the board president, and she said that they would be in touch, that they still didn't have everything worked out. Uh, then last week, we all received an invitation to a joint meeting, and then the plan appeared in the Southfield Sun, and um, it is an information that was shared, but they are going to be closing McIntyre, our, our um, community school, and uh, planning to make it into a community center. So I'm not sure if they were hesitant about sharing that sad news with me, and that's why they didn't tell me. Uh, but anyway, um, there are uh, a few meetings scheduled, a few town halls scheduled for the community on Tuesday nights. And then we are supposed to be meeting, the council is supposed to be meeting with the school board uh, August 22nd or August 23rd. It, it's a proposed date. They they have to confirm whether they can meet. They just ask for available dates that council had here. How's that? Um, now unfinished or any new business? Okay. Going to public comment, you have three minutes to speak. And again, from what we were saying from the beginning, that uh, just to be respectful and keep it uh, everything at a, a at a low roar, um, we're holding to the three minutes. Um, and everyone has right to speak what they want to say. It's a First Amendment right. So whoever would like to make a public comment, you can either come to the microphone or raise your hand in the Zoom. And I'm going to take the people in the audience first, even though I see your hand up, Salim. All righty. So just we still put your hand up in Zoom so I know exactly uh, who to call next. So if there's anyone that's in the room that would like to make a comment, um, please come to the microphone and you just can state your name. You do not have to state your address unless you just would like to accept it. And what she said. Hello, my name's Lauren Barris, Slater Village resident. My husband and I had a meeting of concerned residents at our home last Wednesday night to discuss recalling council person, Karen Miller. Our objectives were to discuss pursuing recall election or strategically planning for next elections. Opinions were shared. Some were very passionate in their communication. All were focused on possible solutions. As the meeting was coming to an end, someone noticed Ms. Miller hiding behind the neighbor's bushes, eavesdropping, and she was called out. Surprisingly, Miller came out from behind the bushes, phone up, and appeared to be recording us. The sudden revelation that a city official was spying and recording us inflamed guests and had people reacting in differing degrees of disbelief, anger, and shock. 
Miller demanded the names of my guests in my backyard as she filmed them. I could not believe it. Guests were videotaping. Miss Miller was videotaping. The neighbor and one of my guests got into a heated back and forth. Tempers were rising. Some guests left and stayed at the other end of my property while the conflict uh, ensued. My neighbor threatened to get a gun and then retreated inside his home. This was captured on video and audio. We know he has guns. At that point, the police were called. As residents of Lathrop Village, we are absolutely incensed that an elected official that represents all Lathrop Village residents would covertly position herself to eavesdrop on a meeting of residents. We have a complaint as it relates to the Michigan Penal Code regarding eavesdropping upon private conversation, which is a felony. If Councilperson Miller was recording us as she was eavesdropping behind the bushes, she and the neighbor would be in violation of this code. There is question as to the definition of reasonable expectation of privacy in open spaces, such as a backyard. Regardless, the antics, antics of Ms. Miller remain egregious and highly unethical. We've heard the spin that she was canvassing the neighborhood for a meet and greet location for the new city administrator and just happened on our meeting. We don't believe it for a minute. And if Ms. Miller would like to dispute that and live up to the claims she made on the video that she doesn't lie, we would like her to do so tonight. As best, it was an unpardonable act for a city official to spy on residents she serves. At worst, she has called, caused trauma responses from several of my guests who felt ambushed, freaked out, and due to the covert spying by a city official. Personally, I've had trouble sleeping and my neighbor has since been acting in a threatening manner toward both me and my husband. We have installed cameras and we've warned friends and family about the threat near our home. All of this because we were exercising our first amendment rights. In the end, Councilperson Miller, we see that you are clearly not interested in representing everyone in the city. You're looking for a gotcha moment and you found one, but it was against your own constituency. And for that reason, I would like to ask you to step down from the council immediately. Thank you. Is there anyone else that is in the audience? I see you, Dawn. Um, is there anyone else in the audience that would like to speak? Come on over to... Come on over to the um, I felt um you want to give your name? Lori Coons, K-U-N-Z. I felt obligated to respond after that last comment because um I think it's unfair as I had a private meeting. And that I paid for myself in the community room. And the word got around that I had invited some neighbors and it was gonna be about things happening in the city. I got called out on camera in this meeting by Kelly Garrett for doing that when she actually walked into our room knowing we were having it and made a statement like, or didn't say anything, but then later called me out on camera because three council members would have been inappropriate. And she went and FOIA'd my meeting so she could hear everything we talked about. And that Monday's meeting, you addressed every single thing that was a problem, including the FOIA requests. And when I volunteered to pay for a lawyer for Karen to get those because you have refused to give them, you said the next meeting, $4,000 for those FOIA requests. So 
um, our council member has done it herself. Our mayor, I'm sorry. So I'm going to take the liberties right here because here, 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 excuse, 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 excuse me. I'm still talking. Thank you. So I want to, because um, I'm the leader of the, the 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 council, so I can speak. So, yeah. So here's the difference, okay? The difference is you had a meeting in a public place. You pay, but it's still a it's still a public place, and anyone who has anything that has to do with Lathrop Village in a public place can FOIA it. There are cameras on both sides, so you are able to get audio and video of everything. And it was not just me saying for the FOIA of how much it costs. I paid for it too. You have to pay for a FOIA if you go, and I've sent it to you, and I've sent it to, and I've sent it to our. I only had to spend, I forgot how much it was. I'll get you my check so you can see it. But you do have to pay for a FOIA. It depends on how in-depth the FOIA is, how many pages are involved, and you can go to FOIA, F-O-I-A dot gov, and it gives you all of the information there. But thank you for, for um, letting me know, or letting us know. I do appreciate it. I used to have some time if you still want to say something. So in other words, you're encouraging backyard parties to make your uh, plans to oise someone or get someone out of the council. When I was just trying to inform the neighbors of how to use click fix, what's going on, and I did nothing wrong. And I, I will attest to that. <laughs> so anyone can call it and it's just not fair. When it comes to public, when it comes to public, you can FOIA anything for city of Lathrop Village. Going to someone's backyard is something completely different. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm going to stop. I'll stop. I, okay. And you know what? I'll stop. Here and get her for you. Bruce can ask for one to get it. Any neighbor can get it. And then you charge her $4,000. I'm going to wait for you. And he's not allowed to do that. Why is he in the office? He's the one hiding the files that we need to see. Okay, we'll respond when it comes to the mayor and council comments, but thank you. Do you have anything else? You still have some more time. Um, no, but thank you for listening. Thank you. Is anyone else in the audience that would like to speak? Thank you. My name is Jason Hammond. I'm a Lakewood Village resident. First, I actually want to thank council member Miller for community to call attention to the issues the city continues to have with communicating with residents in a timely manner. I live on California East. We're in the middle of the road construction project. And in speaking with my neighbors, I know we are getting inconsistent delayed responses to our queries about the project. Communication between the city, its contractors and residents and business owners can and must improve. So thank you for bringing attention to that issue. Second, on April 2nd, as she just said, Lori Coons organized an invitation-only meeting of concerned Lathrop Village residents to discuss issues they have with city council and city staff. The meeting took place in our community room, which is a public venue owned by the city and its residents. Council members Miller and Kinez attended this meeting. Mayor Garrett was at City Hall that day to meet with city staff members, became aware of the meeting organized by Ms. Coons, and poked her head in the room. You just heard that story. The people attending this meeting clearly became aware that Mayor Garrett was aware that they were meeting. There's absolutely nothing concerning about any of that on August to me. On August 10th, 2022, myself and other concerned Lathrop Village residents met at the private home of Bob and Warren Barris to discuss issues we have with city council. 
The meeting took place in the backyard of a private residence owned by a private property owner. No city council members were in attendance at that meeting. Council member Miller became aware of the meeting. It doesn't matter to me how she became aware of the meeting. Council member Miller chose to hide in Bob and Lauren's neighbor's backyard and eavesdrop on us until we told her we knew she was there. The only thing concerning about this is that council member Miller thought it was acceptable for an elected official to literally spy on the constituents she was elected to represent. During this event, Bob and Lauren's neighbor got into an exchange of words with some of us. During this exchange, the neighbor said, and I'm quoting, I'm going to get a gun. Police were called. Police reports were filed. Bob and Lauren's neighbor to this day continues to attempt to intimidate Bob and Lauren, as you heard Lauren just say. There's absolutely nothing that makes it okay to threaten to get a gun in this context. It is absolutely unacceptable for any resident in our city to attempt to intimidate their neighbors. Everything that happened in this event on August 10th is a direct result of Council Member Miller's continuing to make accusations of inappropriate actions toward fellow council members and the city attorney without evidence. And that there's uh, badgering city employees and mistreating them and convincing some Lincoln residents, again, without evidence, that there is corruption in our city. Having disagreements about political issues is not evidence of corruption. Personal notes without corroborating evidence are not evidence of corruption. I ask for Council Member Miller to please stop making decisions that increase divisiveness in our city and start taking action toward proposing real solutions to real problems our city is facing. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else in the audience that would like to speak? Just a reminder to please keep the whispering down. It's hard to hear when people are, are trying to talk. Good evening, everyone. My name is Earl Henry. And I'm a uh, resident here in um, Lake Village. My question is, I received, I didn't bring the paper with me. I received on last week about a cannabis shops that's going to be resonating in our community. And I would like to know, is that true? Or is it going to be something that's going to be on the ballot for us to vote? It's going to be on the ballot. Okay, so then therefore they're already stating to I on the letter that I received last week in the mail. Unfortunately, I forgot because I was trying to rush the video. Um, so they already got the designated places to where they're gonna put the shops. It's just a matter of us, but I was on the list. They it's a it's a area where they could possibly go, but there is not a location that has been identified. And the residents and, and yourself, you have the decision in your hands. To, to figure out whether or not we're going to have cannabis in Lathrop on the November ballot. It's going to be on this November ballot? Yes, ma'am. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. If there's anyone else in... Hello, my name is John Shaw, and I'm a Lathrop Village resident. I prepared a statement for tonight's meeting that I would like to read. <clears throat> Unfortunately, there's a three minute limit and my statement is six and a half minutes long. I intend to read my statement in its entirely and uninterrupted after the closing gavel of tonight's meeting. I will give a hard copy of my statement to the city so that it may be included into the record. I cordially invite everyone here to remain after the meeting to listen to the reading of my statement, especially all members of the city council. 
I thank everyone in advance for the six and a half minutes I will be taking out of your busy schedules. Thank, thank you. Um, is there anyone else? Good evening. I'm Debbie Holdland Dunn. Boy, I hope I can do this in time. Um, and I am a Lakeshore Village resident. For the record, I don't really know any of you very well. I'm familiar with Bruce and Kelly because I have attended many city council meetings in the last five years or so. Also, I'm not a member of Facebook and I'm not a member of the villagers. I'm speaking this evening because I'm extremely disappointed and quite frankly, embarrassed by my city council. I think Lakeford Village residents can expect their city council members to speak respectfully, professionally, and honestly to each other, to the people in the city, to the people city in the city administration and to the residents. You have all been elected to your position. Your friends, family, and neighbors may have gotten you elected. However, you represent and serve all of us. I have a couple specific comments. Jalen, I thought that you attending the MML seminar, whatever the letters are, um, was wonderful. And it was a great idea to suggest that the entire council attend together. I'm very sorry that you were treated so dismissively. I don't know what's going on with the FOIAs, even though they're mentioned every month. Last month, infrastructure was mentioned regarding the FOIA. If they're going to be mentioned during a meeting, please explain what they are for. If the FOIAs are in regards to the city's finances, I have been at the last few or more meetings from Plant Moran, and I've listened to their reportings of the accounting of the city's financial situation. Each time, the accountants have said what a great job the city and council has done with the city's budget. One year, they reported that our city had actually made some money at a time that other cities were having to use their rainy day funds. I also wanna take this time to thank our city administration for the hard work and dedication to our city. I can't imagine how difficult their jobs have been during this time when there have been so many open positions. I thank you very much, but I have to hurry. In addition, I would like to welcome you soon to Lakeford Village. We really truly are a wonderful city and I hope that you'll be happy here. Although I attend many of the city council meetings, I do not speak often. After months of watching these meetings and one angry letter that I have not sent or read to the council, I ask this of you. Please begin to conduct, start conducting yourselves in a manner befitting of the office of which you are elected with respect and professionalism that brings honor and respect to our community. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anyone else in the audience that would like to speak? Hi, my name is Miriam Hayuki, and I've been a resident since 1986. I just want to say that I'm sickened at what has happened to our city in the past few years. Um, this all seemed to go down with the first road proposal. I mean, you can go back in the villager group and just type in road proposal, and you'll see the attacks. Anybody that was against the high millage road proposal got attacked, and I was one of them by uh, maintenance 
by Michael Keenan, by Jason Hammond every day until finally I thought I was going to, I had to message Rob and say, can you please get Mike off my back? The city has been after Karen. I don't know. Everything is, is all about Karen. It's always Karen's fault. If you if I went in there and said it's cloudy today, Jason Hammond would probably say it's Karen's fault because she ran on transparency. I mean, it's getting that ridiculous. I was called, I was hinted at being a racist over the weekend in Villager, and Dawn Medley got all over me. I mean, because of a comment that I said to you, I called you out on something you said to Karen, and I'm not going to go into that, but she took it as that I was attacking you. Nobody read the 170 comments that were attacking Karen. I'm like just getting sick of this already, and I have, Dawn, I have Lauren Barris's uh, message she sent to me. So she saw Karen come out on the deck. The neighbors saw Karen. They were yelling horrible things to Karen. Does anyone want to ask Karen what they were saying to her about her personal life and how vile it was? I mean, this it, it, I'm, I'm just fed up. You people need to get it together and just work together and get off her back already. Thank you. Is there anyone else that would like to speak in the audience? Oh, please but, state your name for the oh, record. Sorry. I'm sorry. Mary Moy, resident on Dolores. Thank Council. you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I was going to talk about the meeting, but I think it's been covered. So maybe I should talk about why I was there, which was that I've been very disturbed by the just the hostility that's sort of overcome council. And I feel that it is at the feet of Councilwoman Miller. And I wanna say that I wanna give an example of the things that she says that I feel are irresponsible and without factual basis. And my example that I brought tonight was the city council meeting of July 25th, when we say, I'm not upset with her votes, I'm obsessed with what happens during the discussion between the votes. She's a council person and she's entitled to whatever vote she wants. So a city council, July 25th, discussion of the appointment of the acting city clerk to official city clerk. Discussion was had about whether to, the, to make the appointment. Ms. Miller explained her objections to the appointment. More discussion was had. Then right be before the vote, she said, and I quote, I received some information. I don't know if it's true or not. And then she proceeded. I'm not going to repeat what she said because it's just a rumor, I guess. And this is what goes on. I can bring other instances in other meetings, but this is irresponsible. At the very base level of judgment, it's unkind. And it damages people's reputation because what she said left a question of the staff members' uh, integrity, which was totally unfounded. And I would like these statements, which don't have any basis in fact, not to be stated unless you have facts. Wait until, if you think there's something wrong, get your facts first. I know you think you've been waiting a long time, but lots of FOIA requests take a long time in many places. So that's it. 
Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anyone else that's in the audience that would like to speak? Anyone else in the audience? Um, I don't see Slim there. And it was Slim still on there? No, Slim was first. Slim, did you? Um, you had your hand up, but let me know. Um, Don. Good evening, Council. Um, last Council meeting, a concern was raised regarding Karen Miller's treatment and bullying behavior toward a city employee. There was an email um, that Councilperson Miller sent to Susie Steck that was unprofessional, harassing, and much like one would expect from an unhinged person. Not anything that I would expect from a city council person. When confronted with the factual email that she herself wrote, she was unable and unwilling to address the concern, but instead, verbally attacked the citizen who FOIA'd the information and who brought the concern. I request that Karen Miller explain how she feels her abusive and repeated unprofessional harassing of city employees is helping Lather Village. I also ask that she apologize not only to Mr. Hammond, but also to Ms. Stack for how she has continually bullied and negatively impacted them. Regarding the recent attendance of Karen Miller at a, at a private citizen's event, I think she should seriously consider her own behavior when, it caught, when she chose to crawl around in the bushes and didn't, didn't stop someone from threatening gun violence in Lathrop Village. Karen Miller should quickly resign her post and move out of the village. Thank you. Wow. Okay. Um, um, is there anyone else that's online? Is, is there anyone else online that would like to speak? Ms. Kuntz? Is your time starting now or when you sit down? Right now, Lori okay, Coons. I cannot take this anymore. It's ridiculous to be bashing, wasting time. I think anyone has proof of harassment that can document this should contact Susan Montenegro and prove what they are saying because the truth will come out. And this is baloney, all these statements bashing different people. Everyone's taking their turn bashing. Let's just stop this, get on with the agenda and take care of the facts with Susan and the people that are doing immoral, illegal and bad things are gonna be called out for real. None of this, she did this, she said this, stop it. Everyone here is sick of it. <laughs> Thank you. Are you done? Thank you. Is there anyone else um, that wants to uh, make a comment? I'll let those comments. Okay. Um, you have to go, you have to to the go back to the microphone and state your name. My name is Orlene Rory. My comment is, do anybody know anything about prayer? Because <laughs> so much confusion going on already around the world. You got the war going on in Ukraine. 
You got so much stuff going on around here. I mean, you got this pandemic going on, people dying. We're fighting and mocking over things that's senseless. Senseless. We need to get it together. We need to be prayerful. We need to join together in love and unity. That's what I wanted to say. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Does anyone else um, have any um, comments in the audience or online? Because you know we have a boatload of comments in our emails already. So um, is there, I, I, go ahead. This is the last thing that I want to be doing Could you please right state now. your name? Lisa Miller. Thank you. This is the last thing that I want to be doing. It's taken everything in my being to stay away from all of this craziness throughout this entire time. Uh, I'm going to try to keep it short because um, it's extremely emotional for me and my sister. Um, and I just would like everyone to think about their mothers for a minute. How you'd like your mom to be treated. Well, Councilwoman Karen Miller is my mother. Several people mentioned that you don't know my mom and it's very obvious that you don't. My mom's my hero. She spends her days and nights doing work for other people, her daughters, her friends, her family, her neighbors. My entire childhood, I looked up to my mom. Our friends look up to our mom. People that we went to school with contact my mom over us to have her help give advice, help find a home help, you know, take them into the next area of their lives. And I think there's something major to be said for that. And she's done extremely great work throughout the years in all of the different areas that she has worked in. Um, but when we're talking about somebody crawling around in the grass and being so scary, and she's a one woman who you know, she's just trying to do the right thing and trying to help the community. She has nothing personal to gain from this whatsoever. So please just take a minute when you are saying these things and hurting people and just remember like they are a person, they are a mother, they're a neighbor. And I just, again, enough. Thank you. Is there anyone else in the audience? I see Bruce Kopis's uh, hand up on Zoom. Can you hear me? Yes. Um, my name is Karen Kopis. Karen Miller is a friend of mine. I've known her for many years and I agree with her what her daughter said, Lisa. She's one of the best people that I know. Our council is very, very lucky to have her. In fact, I think she and Barb are the best people on the council. Um, I've been so disappointed in Mayor Garrett and Bruce Cantor at their bullying attitude toward Karen. It's just totally disgusting. And I'm sick of watching it. I, the group that wants to get rid of her well, I'm not going to say what I have to say about them, but I would like to, I would like to see Kelly Garrett and uh, Bruce Cantor mm -hmm. apologize to Karen for the bullying 
And I remember not so long ago, Ms. Garrett, when a business owner came to a city council meeting and had some very negative things to, to say about you. And many of us in the community wanted to know what was said. And so we foyed it. But Bruce, I mean, but um, the mayor at the time gave you some grace and he shut that down and would not allow anyone to FOIA that meeting. I am, I'm very upset about this and Karen Miller got uh, more votes. She and Barb got more votes than anyone else in this last election. And there's many people in the village that, well, per my memory, that want her to do what she's doing. I have some questions about your ethics. And I feel that I'd like to just go forward from here and have everyone just work together. But I, if people are trying to remove Karen Miller, we're gonna have a very big problem in this city because there will be other people that we are gonna be forced to wanna remove. So thank you for your time. And um, I hope we can just all move forward and be the city that we used to be where we got along together. Thank you. Mary Lou um, Resnick. Can we not talk about other people while they're speaking? Thank you. Mary Lou. Well, if she comes back, then we will. Um... Okay, sorry. I was. Uh, okay. Um, I just want to concur with some of the other people that were talking about their disappointment with Council Miller, Councilwoman Miller. Um, everybody that I had tried to talk to that were in support of her, a handful of people, I think that some of them are having buyer's remorse because they realize that the division between citizens has gotten worse, exponentially worse. And I sent her a message and I said, could you please let me know what it is that you have issues with, with the city? You've made accusations about, you know, funding or not funding, but funds that were misused and made accusations about other people and all of her followers, perhaps, maybe 15 of them in particular are always saying, oh, go talk to Karen, go talk to Karen. She's got all this evidence. She's got all this evidence. When I sent her a request to sit down and meet with her in private, she sent me a message saying why she wouldn't trust me and she wouldn't talk to me. And all these other people have been bashing her. So she's got no reason to tell me anything. And I said, okay, fine. I'll ask you at another point in time. And it's been a couple of months and I figured, well, now is the time. Everybody says that she created this narrative and she's told all these people, but none of her followers have been able to explain it. And I think that's the basis for this division. When I told her, let's try to create peace in this kingdom again, 
Council Miller, Councilman Miller, didn't really even want to talk to me. And she said, you know, I've been smashing her and rep her reputation every chance I get. We haven't had a conversation. I've gone to see all of the people talk. And when they were running for it, for the councilman's seat, you know, I listened. But I've never had any issues with her in the past, other than her behavior is impolite and ill-mannered. And when I heard about her peeking and spying from the bushes at a meeting I was supposed to be going to, I'm glad I didn't go because, you know, it, how embarrassing. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to go into this anymore. But, you know, I have this email. I'll forward it to y'all. But um, very disappointing. And I don't think she represents everybody. Like she says, she represents maybe the 15 that are supporters. That's all. Have a great day. Thanks. Thank you. Is there anyone else that um, would like to say anything on Zoom? Or... Hi, my name is Lauren Miller. Um, in addition to echoing what my sister said, um, I have found it insane since my mom has been agreed to get back into public service to begin with. Um, that I find it really disconcerting that the one person who's been asking questions over the last five years consistently and persistently has continually been thrown under the bus and continually been discredited, undermined. That was all going on before she was elected. And this is not about a personal battle for her. Unfortunately, it was made personal early on against her. She still decided Again, to my sister's point, she has nothing personal to gain by doing this. This is not fun for her. This is not fun for our family. This has been hell, to be completely honest. She's doing this because she believes that there's better things to be done in the city of Lather Village. There's been a very small group of people who's been governing and running the city for the last, I don't know, five to seven years. And I think someone should pay attention to the fact that the person who is asking questions is asking questions for a reason. Do I agree with her approach? Mom, I love you more than anything. No, I don't agree with her approach all the time. But to discredit constantly the questions that she's asking because you think she's bullying, there is more to the story. I don't want to get into it either. But regardless, someone's asking questions, I'm going to listen. I think it's important for discord and for healthy debate. And there is not any of this on this council either. There are there, the professionalism and respect goes both ways. I watch it on meetings every week, like the laughs and the eye roll. It is not one-sided. So let's not pretend like everyone's tried to kill my eye and make this work. So again, please just keep in mind there are multiple sides to this. Hopefully for the progress, for the sake of the city that I grew up in and I love very much, that we can all move forward. But I don't know how to fix this either. But the accusations and the consistent effort I'm a part of a very small group of people, again, who were making these this into a thing before she was ever elected. It's been going on for years. So I don't want to hear that this was a small group of concerned citizens who just randomly got together. That is crap. And to say that there are five followers, 15 followers, I'm pretty sure my mom got over 700 votes. Um, a lot of those people are not just blind followers. They've known her for 30 years, 40, some of them. They know what she stands for. They know what her track record is. This is a mess. I don't disagree with that either. But again, 
there is validity behind everything or almost everything that she is trying to push through or ask questions about. So I just ask that everyone consider that uh, before having a council full of yes people who all agree on the same thing and don't ever ask any questions and there doesn't seem to be oversight. So Susan, welcome to the city. And I swear with the bottom of my heart, I hope that you can help find resolution. Is there anyone else? That, thank you. Is there anyone else that would like to make a comment? I'm a 46-year resident from. I've never seen a council so rude to one another. Actually, two to one. I've listened to you yell. I've watched the mayor put her hand up to have Karen stop talking because she didn't want to hear anymore. That is rude, and I told you, Person to person, quietly one night after a city council meeting that you had done that. And you continued to try to do it again till you saw me sitting in the back and pulled your hand away, realizing that what you were going to be doing. And I told you, that's an action of a fourth grade girl in elementary school. I expect more from the adults that sit on city council. Every, each and every one of you. Be respectful, be courteous, and most of all, be kind. Thank you. Are there any more uh, comments from the public that's here right now? Okay. So as much as I don't wanna read these comments, and I will say that because it's all the same, of what's going on. However, everyone has a right to be heard. Pick it up with the, I'll be in the first minute, the minute, right. So the first one is from, um, oh no, I don't have to read it. No, okay. First one is from, sorry. And I know I'm going to say the last name wrong, but the first name is Don, and I. I can stop. I can stop. Is that right? Yeah, cool. Okay. It says, don't call it cannabis. This is a weak cover word. There are many negatives for the city and its residents. Children and minors can get increased access to marijuana. Young users can have mental reduction. Marijuana is addictive. Marijuana has withdrawal effects. Marijuana could be a gateway to stronger drugs, drug dealing, robberies. The promised income generally does not arrive in quantity. Um, actually, I really think that that's... Oh no, I'm sorry, I do have this one. And this is from Bob Barris. This one is, hello, my name is Bar Robert Barris, Lather Village resident. We first noticed some misinformation in LV when a friend complained about the road millage being pushed through without vote. She talked about a new city council hopeful that was going to get to the bottom of a lot of corruption in LV. I knew that wasn't true, though, because I voted on the, I did vote on the revised millage. 
forward to that city official, Karen Miller, being elected on a platform of getting to the bottom of corruption, rooting out the bad guys, and asking the tough questions. I have been interested in Lathrop Village politics ever since, watching every council meeting. I've been shocked to see how destructive, chaotic, and divisive Ms. Miller's action addition is to the council. Suing her own city council, which is this part, was a head scratcher, but not approving the budget was the last straw for me. There were multiple planning meetings. She said nothing, offered nothing. Then during the council meeting where the final vote was placed, she starts questioning. Was she fulfilling her promise to voters on camera? It was maddening for me as a re resident. I cannot imagine the frustration of the rest of the council. In all the meetings I've watched, I have not seen Miller offer solutions to the problems she wants rooted out. More importantly, I have yet to see proof of corruption. She complains about not being able to get information, but as the city attorney has explained multiple times, this is because she has not properly followed the FOIA process. When Miller did make a suggestion, it was to get rid of a police car and my jaw hit the floor. As I started discussing this with other residents, I found many shared the same concern. We decided to exercise our First Amendment rights and look into a possible recall of Miller. I reviewed the protocol for recall and I invited people to attend the discussion and due to COVID held it in my backyard last Wednesday, August 10th. My wife will talk more about the meeting because there is a lot more. Before I close, I would like to refer back to a comment directed towards Councilperson Miller that was left without proper response from the last council meeting. Jason Hammond asked about the recent accusation of harassment toward the city staff and the past harassment that caused four city staffers to quit. Ms. Miller's response was flippant and dismissive. She called him a bully. She told us she blocked him on Facebook because she didn't, she didn't address the issue. I think residents would like to hear your response. I know I do. And since we three people actually elected you to this position and you and I don't have a Facebook relationship, I would like to know how you would expect to see a more professional, respectful and effective corporate cooperation between you and city staff. Further, I would like to hear tonight why you thought it was okay to bully Ms. Steck when all she did was provide you with the information you requested. Um, and that is all that uh, I have for public comment. You what? Oh, yeah, so uh, tell the time this because it's going to be longer than three minutes. No. Um, what's that? Three minutes. Hmm? Don't you need to stop at three? Yeah, three minutes. Yeah, it's a time okay. for three minutes to get okay. this. Okay, I was wondering. I think it's going to be longer than three minutes. Uh, I'm John Roberts, a 45-year resident of Lathrop Village and governing board chairman at Community Congressional Church. On Wednesday night, I attended a by-invitation-only outdoor meeting to discuss concerns over the methods and observed tactics employed by one of our newly elected council members, Karen Miller, since her election last year. The meeting was to discuss what we as residents of Lathrop have observed in the interim and possible actions we might be able to take to alter the course of the chaotic activities that have been on display at our council meeting since Karen's addition to the board. To assume, to assume that these actions are not at least partly responsible for resignations and difficulty in hiring replacement employees are naive at best. We have been projecting an image of, broke, of a broken and dysfunctional community to the surrounding areas and to potential businesses and employees who might consider moving or working here. Personally, my approach is for encouraging any positive suggestions that Karen may bring up and provide feedback to her and the board on actions that might help to solve the problems or perceived problems that she brings up without contributing to the continued divisiveness, disruption, and chaos, and instead contributing to rebuilding the sense of community that has hallmarked Lathrop for multiple generations. 
I would think a positive step towards rebuilding our community is Karen could enunciate her top five or 10 priorities that she feels would better our community if she were in charge. That this right to peacefully meet to address concerns with the workings of our local government was suddenly disrupted with Karen Miller emerging from behind the bushes with recording device in hand is almost beyond belief. She then refused to come into the yard to discuss any concerns and made no attempt to calm things down when her friend, the next door neighbor, confronted former councilperson Ian Ferguson with going into his house to get a gun. I would not be shocked to hear that Karen has supporters who will step up to defend Karen of any wrongdoing, but it is certainly my impression that this incident was just another example of a long list of actions that are totally inappropriate for an elected official who is answerable to their entire community, not merely to the persons who voted for them. Many of us have our hot buttons that can cause us to unwisely choose hate and disruption over civil discourse and mutual co cooperation to resolve legitimate differences of priority and opinion. It is my firm hope that our council and our residents can consciously choose to go forward using civil discourse and mutual cooperation approaches. As an example, one would assume that anything as important as the city budget would have gone through a line-by-line -line analysis and budget development stage. That would have been a, the appropriate venue for bringing up objections. My impression is that this procedure was followed and Karen, with Karen present without objections brought up that were subsequently brought up by Karen in the formal city council meeting where the budget was to formally be approved. If true, then this would be example, an example of flat out grandstanding to the base who elected her and not using civil discourse and mutual cooperation to get our city's business done in an efficient manner. It is my opinion that if any of our council persons or elected officials refused to move forward using civil discourse as their modus operandi, it would be entirely appropriate for the community to ask any consistent offenders to step down. It is my opinion that our image of an inclusive and welcoming community would be at risk at city Sorry. council meeting. Uh, the next one uh, is from Ian Ferguson. Um, we had a real Scooby-Doo moment on August 10th, 2022, when I saw Councilperson Karen Miller spying through the bushes from the neighbor's backyard next door to the Barrises, Bob and Lauren, as a private community organized event was assembled to discuss how we could move the city forward and hold council members accountable for their statements and actions. As the event ended, Councilperson Miller came out of the shrubbery with phone camera in hand as she attempted to intimidate the group by citing who was at the meeting. I invited Councilperson Karen Miller into the backyard where the meeting was being held so we could address some of our concerns. She refused, but her presence escalated a heated argument between myself and the neighbor that allowed Councilperson Karen Miller access, to, oh, no, sorry, between myself and the neighbor that allowed Councilperson Karen Miller access to hide in her shrubbery. The neighbor stated he was getting his gun, and at that moment, we called the police. Councilperson Miller did not attempt to defuse this gun threat. She stated, it's ridiculous for you to call the police. Currently, where AR-15 assault rifles are a concern in our nation, Councilperson Karen Miller was tone deaf to how quickly circumstances involving gun threats can spiral out of control. <clears throat> I followed a, filed a re uh, police report on scene with the Lathrop Village Police Department and left shortly after. This event is no different than Lori Kuntz event than the Lori Kuntz event on April 2nd to discuss citizen concerns. Everyone should have the right to peacefully assemble. It is disgraceful that Councilperson Karen Miller felt it necessary to spy through the shrubbery and offer no meaningful dialogue to address citizen concerns at the event. All of our concerns had been and will continue to be for Councilperson Karen Miller to add value in her tenure and to do her job she was elected to do for all residents and just not the individuals that elected her into office. The last one, I need to take a drink first before I can read the last one. Can you make one comment here? No, ma'am. No. Not at this time. 
I have an, e an email from Lauren Barris. How she saw. Can Karen. you please stop? Can you stop? No. Okay. <clears throat> Ready, this this is Adam Laurie. I'm a former resident of Lathrop Village. While I moved away in 2018, I have been paying attention to civic matters and civic government the entire time up to the present. I have family that lives in Lathrop. I'm considering moving back to Lathrop next summer and participate and support in activities and businesses in the Lathrop community. There are a significant number of residents concerned about the way Councilperson Miller has comported herself since she was elected. I attended a meeting at the home of Lauren and Bob Barris last week on Wednesday evening to discuss the actions and possible remedies to the actions of Councilperson Miller. The premise was to discuss a possible recall and whether that was the right approach or, whether, or what other options are available to address our concerns. The crux of the matter and why so many residents are concerned enough to even consider a recall are the methods Mrs. Ms. Miller has employed to achieve her goals. She has taken an us against them approach to her leadership creating division within the community. Instead of looking for solutions to current village needs and focusing on keeping the city government functioning, she believes there have been abuses of power in City Hall, that the city is being mismanaged, and that she was elected to get to the bottom of things. I, I disagree with all those assertions. The result of her approach has been to create a toxic environment around City Hall and bring, bring the dysfunctional dysfunction of our federal government right into our local politics. Instead of focusing on the essential services a local government provides and looking to the future, she is pointing fingers, making unfounded accusations at city staff and fellow council members, and bringing a dark cloud over the city's affairs and reputation. The lawsuit she brought against the city she represents and the near catastrophe of failing to approve a budget are two glaring examples. Local government should be simple and nonpartisan. We have some incredibly dedicated, thoughtful, and well-intentioned council people giving freely of their time, and in my opinion, doing a very respectable job. We should be thankful for their efforts, not painting them out as a malicious bunch of politicians only in it for themselves. That notion is absurd if you just peek below the surface. At the meeting last Wednesday, when Ms. Miller popped up from behind the bushes, which is the actual cliche of doing something sneaky, I politely invited her to join us in civil conversation. I said, quote, there is a group of constituents in the village very concerned about your performance as a council person. Would you please talk to them and hear their concerns, end quote. She refused. It is clear that Karen is not interested in representing all re residents of Lathrop. Do we really want anger and division we see at the national level to enter our local discourse? The problem and challenges that face Lathrop are complex and the result of many years of prior, many years and many prior administrations. The world is more complex and costly than ever in every way imaginable. There is enough strife in the rest of modern day America. Do we really want this negative approach of governing to take root in our community? My hope is that the residents of Lathrop will pay attention as I have. And when it comes time for re-election, she is soundly defeated based on the merits of her actions. Anything else? That's the only three that I have. Last though, is there any additional public comments? Here, uh, hearing none, we'll go on to mayor and council comments. So, this has been very interesting to say the least. And to Karen's daughters, I apologize because this has gotten out of hand. And I could not even imagine if someone even attempted to attack my parents, it would devastate me. So for that, in any role that I may have caused you all grief, I apologize for that, sincerely. As for everyone else, on whatever side you're on, yes, there are two sides to every story. So to answer the one about, did I get a FOIA? 
for the meeting? Yeah, I did. I won't deny it. That's the difference. One, I will say that I won't deny it, what I've done. Okay. Did I so I not, not it's not back and forth. I'm okay. just making no, my I was just it's not a conversation. Okay. I'm still talking. So I just want to let okay. As for my hand gestures, laughter, eye rolling. I got them all written down. Thank you. One, who I am, if you've ever met me outside of this this location, you would see I have always talked with my hands. That has been something that I have been trying to control since high school. Call my parents and ask them about me and my hand gestures. Ask my husband about me and my hand gestures. As in eye rolling and laughing, I have sat in the seat since November hearing the same thing over and over and over again about FOIAs. And you're right. And I, you're right. <laughs> it, it does get annoying because we're saying the same thing. Now, if you want to know about the FOIAs, you're absolutely right. I think that you all should know what the FOIAs are in telling. The FOIAs change every single time they are submitted. I've seen them all. And the FOIAs, when you're doing a FOIA, just FYI, you are asking for something that is already a fact. You are, you are asking for something that we have documentation for. You're not to ask for someone to put together something like almost like a brief of a summarization of something. That's not what FOIAs are, is to ask, you had a meeting on April 2nd, I wanna see the video of it. You give me the video, it's that simple. Giving a dissertation or getting an opinion behind it takes time. And that's also something that you don't have to do per the law. So that's regarding the FOIA. Just like you all are disappointed in the way that our city has gone, I'm disappointed. I wasn't here Wednesday. I was in Florida because I surely want that on the record that I was not here at no meeting whatsoever. I was in Florida. But to get the phone calls that I did, I was in pure shock. So I have no idea of what happened until I got the video and got in more shock. I don't know what's happened and I want to believe the good in everyone, but I've seen some really nasty from a lot of people. And so when we're talking about respect, respect goes both ways. So just as much as you want us to respect our fellow council person, we also ask for the same respect to come from our fellow council person. Mm -hmm. And just like we give respect to our residents, we ask for that to happen too. It's always a two-way street. Mary, you asked me to say that to apologize. I have apologized to Karen numerous times. I've done it all. I'm not. I'm. I'm sorry, and I shouldn't have addressed you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Exactly. But you know what? Because I don't show vote for the camera. I have stopped and I've said something to Karen. I. Okay. You know what, Mary? Mary and I. Mary, I apologize for even addressing your name. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. So I will say this, and if this will make everybody really, really happy and this will be done with this, I apologize, Karen Miller, for anything that I've done that may have hurt you, that was inappropriate, or was unfactual. 
as for the last person that addressed me. This is the same person that sent me a letter saying that I should step down because my son died. And that's why I'm not able to uh, govern uh, correctly. So that's the type of notes I get. And I still come here and I still do this. Fact, 2021 election. Bruce got 994 votes. Jalen got 667 votes. Karen got 715. Barb was in a special election. She got 868. Those are facts, not assumptions. 2019 election. Donna got 903. I got 852. Ian got 842. Salim, special election, he got 874. Facts. I'm not assuming that. I didn't make that up. Go to Oakland County uh, election. The reason why I said that is because I'm showing you the difference between an assumption, just saying anything that you want to say recklessly, hurt, hurtfully, and not dealing with facts. I really, really hope that we can be better than this. I will respond again to the person who sent me the horrible email about my son and how I should uh, step down. I'm not stepping down. I'm staying here until November, 2023, short of me dying myself. So the emails can stop. Or you can try to recall me, whatever your, your favor is. But otherwise, I plan on doing my duty. And I think I've proven myself that I do my duty no matter what. So that's, I mean, that's all that I had to say. Extremely disappointed. I have tried to say this from day one, that I hope that we can move forward. I hope we can come out with some concrete uh, ways that we can move the, the, the city forward. And if you feel as though it's me that you're saying is corrupt, I really challenge you to give me what I did because tell me what do I gain? And I'm always open to talk to whomever. I'll stay around afterwards also. So that's all I have to say about that. And there will be a backpack giveaway on Friday, August 26th. And we're going to need some volunteers for that. And that's all I have to say. I'm done. Who's next? Anyone else? Okay, I'll go next. Uh, I got a lot of city business um, and updates that I'd like to get. So the first thing I want to bring up is... Um, uh, I, I know um, and this is this somewhat new to you, Sue, but uh, we, we did have a back billing program for, for water for $130,000 um, that we approved back in February. And I know Pam, as you talked about earlier, has had 12-hour uh, uh, days. And, and I, I would, I would uh, step that back. She's had 12-hour days for the five years that I've been here. So uh, I know she hasn't had a lot of time and she had uh, other people try to work on it a little bit, but that's one thing. If we now have a deputy treasurer, I'd like to put it as a priority because that's $130,000 of revenue that we have uh, on the table uh, for the water and sewer fund that we should be that we should be collecting and moving on. Um, the I, I was going to ask, I know we talked about it in the study session, but but again, Sue, can you give like a, a just a, a quick you know, two second update of the phone system because I know a lot of people here didn't watch the study session and I think that's important. 
You want me to do that? Yeah, right just, now? just do it real quick. Just, so, <laughs> so people know what happened last week. Let me put my microphone on. Um, on August 4th, uh, we had our phones shut off here by Windstream. Um, they claimed that they had notified the city in advance of that, um, that they were not going to be servicing us any longer and that we needed to find a new carrier. However, we did not, we were not aware of that. Um, and they shut us off on that day on the 4th. We realized that we were not receiving phone calls. It was pretty quiet. Um, and then we couldn't make calls out. They also shut our police department off, uh, which uh, is, I don't know if they can do that or not, um, but it's something that they did do. Um, and we fought very hard to try and get the lines back up. We're not able to do that immediately. So we were without phones for a few days. Um, both uh, the police chief and I had our phone numbers, um, our cell phone numbers, because we have city phones. Uh, put out so that people could contact us. I put out my email address so that people could contact at least ways that way. Um, we have been working to port over our numbers. At first, we were afraid that we wouldn't even be able to get our phone numbers uh, back, but uh, that has been given back to us. We have five lines that have been ported back over. So City Hall main line, Police Department main line, our fax lines, and I'm not sure what the, the fifth line is, but at least ways you can call into City Hall and they can transfer the number internally. You just can't call directly. Um, if you had a question and you wanted to call Pam directly, you wouldn't be able to do that. You'd have to go through the City Hall main line to be able to do that. Um, people have been able to get, well, I'm not sure if they're getting through to me. Maybe I'm the fifth line because I thought I was getting calls coming directly to me, but I digress there. Anyway, um, it has been quite a headache. Uh, we are cognizant of the issues that that did create, and we are going to make sure that we have a plan in place to make sure that does not happen again to us, hopefully. Um, so we are back up and running, and that is the phone issue. Because we were not able to just directly go out and um, submit a, an RFQ or an RFP for that, a request for proposal, um, uh, and kind of shop around and get the best prices. We had to have phone lines installed as quickly as possible. We just could not be without phone lines. Uh, it is a month-to-month -month basis, so we will be going out and making sure that we're getting the best uh, phone lines that meet our needs, and that will uh, not place us in jeopardy ever again uh, to be without phone lines. So we will be addressing that. So that's the, the short sure. of that. Thanks. Um, also, just with, with the phone system being down, you know, I, I had a lot of uh, talked to a lot of residents who were you kind of brought up, you know, response time for various issues. Um, I've recently had contractors calling me and businesses calling me saying that they've left messages with the city and haven't been able to get a hold of the city. Um, so, uh, you know, just in terms of response time, you know, we back in February, I think it was February 2018. Um, we or I put together a, a, a kind of a spreadsheet, rudimentary spreadsheet that was used for a while um, at the front desk that was then reported, kind of tracked all contacts. So if people came to the front desk, if they sent an email, if they, um, you know, had a, a called the city with an issue. And so by having that information logged and, and tracked, we were able to follow it and, you know, look at what percentage of, of you know, incidents were getting closed and so forth. And that 
um, after about nine months or so, you know, that kind of just seemed to disappear. And we were, you know, we were getting council reports every month over, you know, that we would be able to look and see what was what was going on. And and that allowed us to, you know, one, have a history, um, so for logging, accountability, documentation, and, and, and so forth. And then since then, that time, since 2018, when that stopped going into effect, I brought up several times with the previous city administrator. And then um, I think as recently as three or four months ago, and I even think Karen brought this up um, a month ago or so, or maybe the last meeting, I don't remember, um, but about looking into um, some type of customer service tracking software so that uh, all, all contacts with the city can be logged. So again, we can have a history, we can get you know uh, uh, reporting, get statistics reported out to council so we can see what percentage of, of, of contacts are getting closed and addressed. And, and also as we move into the future, once we have that kind of software, when an issue comes back up, we have a history as opposed to hearsay and, and you know, the city said they would do this. We, you know, the residents said we would do that and so forth. So I, I really like that. I know as the new city administrator are going to be looking at communication and, um, you know, I, I would ask that, you know, maybe in three months or so, maybe like by November or something, maybe you could get, have a, you know, a, a few options for, for us to look at. And then also related to that, uh, another thing, um, that, you know, we had talked with the previous city administrator about, and I think Jalen may have also talked to her about it before she left, I think, um, was, you know, improving our, our texting capabilities. So having text blasting to the residents who want to sign up for it for various topics. Um, and there are all sorts of services that, that are out there that provide that. So I think as you think about your communication plan towards the city, it would be great if, if you could include that maybe in, in November as well. Um, other questions I have, um, you know, um, I'm just curious of this, the status, and maybe you know, if you were dealing with the status of the two missing laptops from a former council person, and we got that, we got, okay. Um, Scott, you know, you said you were going to update us on the development agreement at another time. We're meeting Wednesday morning with the uh, team from Panera, our planner, and Susie to work out whatever the whatever remaining issues there are so we should have a should have something back to council okay. soon um all right and then the next thing is not, i'm not gonna I'm not gonna make friends with three three people but um uh you know i know with with the um loss of our prior city administrator the salaries of three of our employees were increased to uh for the extra um work that they were taking on and i know that it, there was going to be some transition period and i just wanted to make sure that we um are yeah, those have all back. gone back to normal they all have gone back to normal okay great um um one other thing uh the um that i was also working on with the previous city administrator was um about eight or nine months ago um the state changed the regulations with respect to act 51 um to give the cities more leeway in in their um approach to how they split up their money between local and local roads uh, i'm sorry between local and major roads um as long as they have an asset plan um so that was kind of happening during the, the the transition or the the, the loss of, of our prior city administrator so i don't know if that's something that you can over time with your long list of things could, could look into because it would be great if we had that flexibility to be able to uh spend you know approach the money uh into those two local and road funds local and major road funds um and have that additional flexibility instead of being limited to i think the 25 percent that we can move from major to local okay. um 
regarding all the comments tonight, um, just two comments, two quick comments. One, um, you know, at our study session last week, um, Councilwoman Kinez asked, you know, why do we need an ethics ordinance? And I think this example is exactly why we need an ethics ordinance, because I think, you know, having somebody hiding in the bushes and potentially illegally taping uh, a private meeting um, is something that, you know, we don't have a, the, the ability to, um, to do anything in terms of, of ethics. And that's, that's why we're working on an ethics ordinance. Two specific things I'd like to say about the comments to, to Karen Kopis, um, you know, if you think that I've done anything unethical, report it. I, I just report it. I, I disagreeing with somebody's, you know, uh, political stance is not something that is unethical. And if you think I've done anything unethical, I encourage you to take it to the city attorney or to take take it to uh, the, the the chief of police please do so because there's nothing out there. Um, and then to um, Lori Kunza, she's left, but uh, in terms of hiding files, um, I've offered all the files about infrastructure uh, to Ms. Miller for a very long time. Um, she's been able to get those files. She didn't want to get them from me. So she she had the option of foying them. And so she's foyed them. So it, it's political theater. And that's all I have to say about this stuff for tonight. Anyone else? I'll just say something quick. I don't have anything major to say. Um, I just wanted to thank you, Sue, for uh, finding a deputy treasurer. That is something I've been asking for for quite a while because um, Pam is tired of us. So uh, we want to make sure we have, <laughs> we want to make sure we promote longevity in our community. So um, I just want to thank you for that. And thank you, Pam, for all your hard work. and. I have nothing else to say. I have a few things to say. First of all, it's kind of ironic. Um, the Facebook Villagers page, um, I was introduced to that page when a friend and neighbor told me that I was being bashed on the page uh, in 2015 because of Michigan First. A couple of the people who were at the meeting on Wednesday night were the people who started that, people I didn't even know. And so that bashing has continued, personal attacks on me since 2015, continued through 2019 with the road millage. That bashing became so bad, I blocked Dawn Medley, who lives in New York now. Her bullying was un unbearable. I blocked Adam Laurie, who lives in Southfield. I blocked Jason Hammond. And uh, Mary Lou Resnick, who said I didn't offer to meet with her or wouldn't meet with her, she's been uh, also one of the people that have been personally attacking me for all of this time. Many of those people were at the meeting. Um, and as far as the budget goes, we didn't really have a budget development process. At one point, we were spending $700,000 over what we were bringing in. That's very concerning. And so my questions didn't get answered. And so I voted, I voted no. I think that I have the right to do that. Um, I would also like to say, despite what a small group of residents would lead you to believe, I've been a committed public servant for 30 plus years in the communities of Lathrop Village and Southfield. And that remains to be true. I'm committed to this community. 
and to representing residents, especially those who have not had their voices heard <laughs> while a small group has governed and run the city over the course of the last four to five years. It is unfortunate that differences in opinion, coupled with my efforts to ask tough questions and challenge accountability, have resulted in anything other than progress for our city. I'm hopeful with the onboarding of Susan Montenegro as our new city administrator, I will continue to ensure accountability and how the city is moving forward and continue asking those tough questions to find solutions. And I'm committed to fostering a safe and fair political process. I appreciate and would like to thank all of the residents who have reached out to express their support over the last few days. Uh, beyond that, the incident is being referenced tonight as an ongoing investigation. It was turned over to the Oakland County Sheriff's Department. And I don't think it's appropriate to even be uh, commenting on that. So I am not going to comment about what happened on Wednesday. Just picture me hiding in, under the bushes. I, not, not even possible. So anyway, um, there will be I'm sure more to come from this. You know, so Ada? Yes. Okay. Um, and I think that all of us, and so I will take a motion to adjourn. Motion to adjourn. Second. We're adjourned. Thank you.